<coughs> Hi, welcome to our community. This is Saratova Best. We are in the week of Chukas and um, and Balak, and we are exploring the issue, probably for a long time, of potential, potential energy, potential talent, something that you don't see, but you can sort of sense that it's there, uh, bringing it into actuality, and and we're in we're in this project now of understanding what the secret of it is. Why would Hashem give us things that we can feel, see, taste, want, and somehow they're not coming into our world? They they you know sometimes they loom bigger, sometimes smaller. Hashem does not leave us in a situation where, um, as you would say it in the financial world, um, if you have the money you buy it, and if you don't you don't. It doesn't, we're in a situation where you can always picture more than you can afford, buy more than you can afford, max out your credit card. You're, it's never balanced. It's never in a balanced situation. But rather, it's in a situation where you can bite off more than you can choose. And everybody at some point has been told by their family or someone, you're biting off more than you can choose. Too big for your boots, you're this, you're that, etc. That means there's an imbalance between higher and lower, between what you can taste, what you can picture, what you want, and what you can actually do. And the job in life is imrat libchashuv le'echad. It's discussed many weeks ago in the, in the Mishnah. If your heart runs away and you have this vision of something that you want, you need, you're capable of, so how do you bring it into a vessel? You can't really bring it into a vessel. By definition, you're always going to be given a bigger vision than, than you know how to deal with. But if you come back to Echa, to one, to oneness, then everything can be balanced. And then you'll, from that place of oneness, you'll jump to the next. So we've been discussing, and we'll just give a recap, the idea of what's going on in the world today. Um, there are those who are very good journalists and describe the situation in America in the very bleakest terms, um, making it seem like no matter which way you slice the cake, it is doomsday, God forbid. And therefore, everybody should, a plug for the Sachnut, everybody should get up and move to Israel, and and they will all live happily ever after. So, but in order to inspire everybody to, and it's not that people shouldn't live in Eretz Yisrael, of course, there are people, those individuals who should live in Eretz Yisrael, and, those, and we'll see next week what the Rebbe says about living in Israel, in Parshish Pinchas. But um, the idea of what, what's kind of not ethical about it is scaring us into moving to Israel. Rather, now, now, interesting. We just came from some Parshias in which Vaisharbain said, I do not want to scare you into going into the land of Israel. Here we are, we're at Harsinai, etc. And the people are saying, we're scared, let's send spies. We went through all of this to go to Israel. But Vaisharbain knew very clearly, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you into living in the land of Israel. What I want to do is inspire you. I want you to go there from a place of desire, not from a place of fear. So, 
So the same thing now, we don't want to be scared into all of us living in Eretz Yisrael. That's not the way to go. With Mashiach, we don't go because we're scared that America is falling apart. It's not a reason to go. It's not a way to go. It means that if I move to Israel, that I'm always living there because I escaped from a nightmare and I had no choice. So I'm here. It doesn't make me live in Eretz Yisrael disclaiming. I'm living there because my home fell apart, God forbid, and I had no other place to go. So obviously this isn't the way we want to do it, but how does this, how does this, how is everything turned around? It all has to do with Chukas and with Kairach. Because in Chukas, Chukas is about this that you can't understand. The Paraduma. It's a reality that is so high, we just don't know what's going on. That's America today. Something very profound is going on. We can't really map it all out. And even our, even our daily fix videos that we get from um, Rabbi Wolf, he's pretty busy now and he doesn't even have time to make us our videos. So we haven't got, you know, it's one thing to have your coffee, but if you don't have your daily fix from Rabbi Wolf, how do you know what's going on? You know, how do you know how to take what's going on? But maybe today. So Chukas is this reality. It's a chayk. Now, the interesting thing is, here the Rebbe is saying, you know, if you look at Kairach and Chukas, they, the, these two names are very similar, and it embodies all of these realities. Because Kairach, and we're going to look at the letters in a second, and this has everything to do with the same thing. The chayk is this very high part of myself that I know there's something there, but I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to bring it into a vessel. I have all this talent. Do I? Don't I? What do I do with it? What's going on? What is the one thing in this analysis of what's going on in America that is so bleak? No police, no justice, nobody to protect you. Soon they're going to, God forbid, turn on the Jews and then and Kastor Shalom and all the, wow, you can really make a nice Shalom out of how where we are, how, that's it. It's over, 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 over. God forbid, that's the way they're picturing it. And Jews have to run for their lives and no one will protect them. There will be no police. There'll be total chaos. All the statues are being pulled down. And, 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 all the ideologies and nobody holds from the rules anymore. And the Constitution is a piece of paper in a vault in a museum. And, 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 um, and all of it is true. Well, except for the turning against Jews, God forbid. Constitution is a piece of paper in a museum, and there's no police protection, and there's total anarchy and chaos, and all the values are falling apart, and, 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 and. So when Kairach looks at the, the, the USA, America, what does Kairach say? And we, and we didn't even mention, we have a president who wants to help, except our president did the, what's called the deal of the century, which probably started all this chaos. That's not what he was sent by Hashem to do. This deal of the century. It's no deal. So, Kairach comes along and reads this article in the Jewish press. And Kairach says, Kairach forgets one thing. There's a Meishur Dami. He's behind the whole thing. He's not throwing us to the dogs. Meishur Benu 
He's the Raya Mahemda. He cares more about us than he cares about himself. He brings us to recognize that Hashem cares more about us than about himself. That we're the most precious to him. Nobody's being thrown to the daughter's God for this. Without Maisha Rabbeinu, the end of the Jewish press article is there is no hope. And therefore, everybody go to Israel. That's without Maisha Rabbeinu. That's when Kairach reads the article. Because Kairach is not a big fan of Maisha Rabbeinu, is he? He doesn't like Maisha Rabbeinu. He just feels like, we don't, we don't. recording. Okay, so we don't know where we left. Saratova? Okay. Yes, one second. We're, we're being recorded now. Oh, okay. So we're saying... Sorry. So what what we're saying is that Tyrus didn't like my Shurdain at all. Tyrus said in the whole equation of how the whole world runs, who protects us, who takes care of us, who's our Raya Mahenda. This is my Shurdainu. Kairos came along and said, I, 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 I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is Kairos. And we're really converging from Kairos to Chukka. We're in these days when it's all being, it's all happening in the world. Kairos comes along and says, I, I don't hold from this my Shurdainu. Right? In other words, we say the following. You read the Jewish press article and it is terrifying. It is terrifying. And the end of the story is doom, gloom, and disaster at just in the worst. Another Holocaust, Rahman is one. Like the guy in B'nai Brach said, you know, in 1990 when the Rebbe fought with everything that he had against this Stockton, you know, the person in B'nai Brach, the leader in B'nai Brach said, there's going to be another Holocaust and God forbid and, and, <clears throat> And the Jews are bad and they have to do more children. The basic attitude is you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. Just, you're never good enough and you're never good enough and you're never good enough. I don't, I, it's, you know, you're never good enough. And the Rebbe fought it with everything that he had and said, the Yidin are good enough, they're wonderful, they're incredible. And, and Chasm to even, <clears throat> and the only problem we have is speaking negatively about a Yid. That's, that's our problem. We have to be very careful to say, everybody's good and they're good and they're good. Right? So, Tibia, you're doing the right thing. Everybody's good and they're good. And on the other hand, we have to point things out and say, but this issue is not right. You're good, but what you're saying needs to be fixed. That's the thing. We don't have to say, for instance, if I am good, but the Rebbe doesn't say that everything that everybody says is good. The Rebbe fought this Jewish leader who said what he said. The Rebbe thought it purely. The Rebbe said about this leader being good, so maybe there's something wrong with his chillin. Maybe they just need to be checked and then he'll get back on, on track. Etc. There's nothing... He's good. But his message got distorted. And his hashkafas got distorted. So, so that's that's how Meisher Benu deals with Yidin. Every Yid is good, but we have to check his message. Sometimes a Yid can have fallen off the wagon a little bit in his office, even if he's 100% trying to turn mitzvah. And then we need to call a spade a spade. We need to point it out. 
because every Jew has influence. Kairach had influence. Meisher Benu did not say, he's good, whatever he says, you should listen to. Meisher Benu said, no, his message is wrong. He himself, he is, but his message is wrong. But Meisher Benu said in a subtle way, okay, let's, let's see. Everybody, this was last week's Parsha, so I don't want to do it so much. But Kairach is coming along in this generation. I'm not saying a person is Kairach, but the, the energy of Kairach is coming along in this generation when we're in this crazy after-hour weeks of quiet and then the world erupted into chaos, which is all part of the plan. And as somebody said, um, when there will be riots on the streets, God forbid, or the riots that have been... They look spontaneous. They're anything but spontaneous. The riots in the streets of the U.S., they were carefully planned by certain individuals, whichever, I'm not so politically savvy to know who who planned them. Is it the, is it the Arabs? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the Democrats? You know, I don't know who planned them. I, I, I don't have such a political awareness. But they said these, these supposedly spontaneous um demonstrations on the street and this case it's not spontaneous chaos it's very well planned chaos and they have more stages involved they have more plans involved for more chaos what they forgot or what they don't realize is there's Maishu Rabbeinu Maishu Rabbeinu comes along and changes the whole scene they have tremendous power the mob the masses the sense of anarchy the chaos it has tremendous power, but it's pale in comparison to the power of Maishu Rabbeinu. And when Maishu Rabbeinu is in a unit with the Jewish people, when we're totally in sync with him, the mobs have no, they have nothing. They're not coming from Emmet. They can't stand up to truth. So when Maishu Rabbeinu is not alone, but all of Klau Yisrael support Maisha Rabbeinu and his, what he is saying and his, his, the truth that he's bringing out. Maisha Emes, the Sairatha Emes. Maisha is true and his true and his Taira is true. Nothing in the world can fight that. No anarchy in the world can disrupt that. Nothing. So the, 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 the solution is not that everybody has to move to the land of Israel, but everybody has to move into to be in sync with my Rabbeinu. Now, Kairach says, I don't believe in this my Rabbeinu guy. He says, not only that, I can be in my Rabbeinu. Who is he? What? He's somebody special? I can also be special. I'll work on my meters a little bit and I'll also be saying, oh, he's a great Jewish leader. So Kairach says, I also have Yichus. I also have a nice lineage. Why? Because he's from this and his father. Okay. Who is he? I'll tell you the truth. I also come from that lineage. And if I if I work on my midas and all of that and I learn a little bit more stuff, I'll be just as great a leader as he. I can replace him. My Shabainu, it's me, it's him. He's nothing unique. My Shabainu, he, he's, he's highly replaceable. I, Kaira. I can do the same thing. I can also be a great Jewish leader and tell everybody, go here, do this, do that. I can do that too. I also learned a lot of Tyrus. And that's what the entire 
dispute is about. And Vaish Rabbeinu says, okay, let's let Hashem decide. Vaish Rabbeinu doesn't take it personally as a rabbi. Vaish Rabbeinu probably doesn't want the job of being the rabbi. You know, he doesn't, it's a hard job to have, to be the leader of Kuala Yisrael, to be the Nafi Adar. It's not a simple job. He doesn't really want... So Vaish Rabbeinu says, okay, everybody, every head of every shavit, all of us will be represented, each by the tribe, and we'll put our stick into the Ayom Mayed, and overnight in Hashem will decide and, you know, and show who is chosen, etc. Is it Aaron Akayan and Measure Bain were chosen, or is it anybody can do the same thing if you just do a little bit of work on yourself? So all of this we know. This is from last week. This is all embodied, this text. And, you know, this is, this is what the Jewish press is saying. The prognosis of the, of, of the United States and of North America in general is bleak as bleak can be from Kairos' point of view. Without Maishar Dana, we are done. Run for your life. With Maishar Dana, uh, his Yaku Uru as Yeshua Hashem. You know, stand back, get ready to see, get ready to see the split. The split. There's no way out. The sea is in front of us. The enemy is behind us. The angry mobs are behind us. In front of us, there's an unknown, there's an ocean. There's no place to go. It's over. The, the American dream is over. Jews have no place in America. That's basically what the Jewish article is saying. It's over. They forgot one thing. Maishu Benu comes along and says, you know, Stand back and watch the Yeshua and the, the miracles of God. And the most out-of-the-box solution happens. The sea splits. No one would have ever thought of that one because only Measure Bates can make it happen. As a leader who inspires somebody like Nachshon to take the plunge. Nachshon would never be able to do it on his own. But as a follower of Measure Bates, he's kept on track with truth. So the Jewish press is right. If there were no Maishur Bainu, God forbid. But since there's a Maishur Bainu, they're completely wrong. It comes to the last point of doom, doom, doomsday, 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 and then stand back and watch the Yeshua, Hashem, as brought into the world through Maishur Bainu, if you remain in sync with Maishur Bainu. So that, so Kairach is the one who says, nah, nah, it's not going to happen. Okay, so again, we keep repeating ourselves because we keep having to stop the call and, and start again. But basically, Kairos says, ah, Maishur Bain is going to come in and save us at the last second. Ah, yes. <laughs> He's just a regular guy like you and me. If I can't save you, he can't save you. This is Kairos' talk. Okay, with that in mind, and, and we're living through it, and everybody's wondering what to do. Because Kairos is talking loud, very loud, very loud. Who Kairach is a nothing, this person is Kairach. The energy of Kairach is filtering down to everybody. And everybody's in doubt. Should we stay here? Should we go? Should we move? Should we pack? Well, they, the land of Israel will welcome us with open arms and we'll live in blissful safety. You know, we love you. We care about you. We'll feed you. We'll clothe you. 
your hours were yours. Come to Israel. It's beautiful. We're beautiful. You're beautiful. Life is beautiful. You'll feel it beautiful. It's going to be incredible. Come, come, come. Just pack your bags. We'll send you the container. We'll send you the, the ticket, Nefesh Benefesh, your hours forever. We are one big family. Life will be wow, 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 wow. And you're safe. Why in the world would you want to stay in that ridiculous America, etc.? That's Kairach speaking. And Maishu Rabbeinu was saying, everybody has their shlichus. Some people need to be living in Eretz Yisrael. Some people need to be living in America. Actually, Maishu Rabbeinu was saying that no, at this point, everybody needs to be in Eretz Yisrael. But you can't wait three months till your container arrives and, you have, and they fly you over nefesh to nefesh. You have to be there right this second. Machta Eretz Yisrael. That one we'll see next week, how the Rebbe is bringing how Maishar Benu is, is expressing that. That we'll see next week. So what I kept, what we keep wanting to get to is the letters of the word Kairach and Chukah. Because Kairach and Chukah both have um, in them Chaik. If you spell it out, Kairach, it has Kesh, Kuf, Chaik, and then Kairach has in one more letter, Arash. And Chukas has one more letter at the top. And this changes everything. So Kairach, we got it. What his energy is. Yeah, Maishar Benu, yeah. Fooling yourself. Just do it my way. He, he's nothing. He's not going to help you. That's Kairach. And, and, in fact, I, I'm, 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 I'm as good as Maishar Benu. I'm as good as Maishar Benu. Listen to me. And that's essentially Kairach. And Chukas, the energy is, there's a reality here that's so high we can't understand it. This is a chayt. It's so high. You can think about it and try to figure it out. You'll never figure it out. But don't worry. It's good. Hashem is giving you something good. But if you try to figure it out, it will look bad. That's a chayt. All the other kinds of mitzvahs you can sort of understand. And this one is, doesn't make any sense to me. Good, now you know you're in a chayt. But the, the end of the story with a chayt is, it's good. It seems severe and inexplicable. But it turns out it's such a high level of good and eventually it opens. And the faster we, the faster we trust it, the faster it opens up into what the goodness. So, um, and why we're putting the two together? Because Kairach and Chukas, first of all, on the Shabbos, uh, at Mincha time of this past Shabbos, we read the two together. And they're cousins, you know, they're next door neighbors. One flows into the other. So, if both of them, Kairach and Chukas, have Chaik, the letters Ches and Kuf in them, <coughs> what is that? Um, sorry. Okay. So, let's take Kairach. Uh, let's see here. Kairach is this like, is this reality that is very high. And we know that. Kairach, even the Rebbe came along and said, Kairach was also good. That's my Shurbanian. 
Meisher Rabbeinu finds a way to say every Jew is good. Kairos is also good. Why was he? Uh, and who did he? Do you understand? Meisher Rabbeinu was saying, Kairos is also good. The same Meisher Rabbeinu that Kairos is putting everything he has into fighting, Meisher Rabbeinu was saying on him, he's also good. But what? But he has a rash in his name. It's a chayt. He's dealing with a reality. He wants the reality of Geula. He's not at the right time. It's just like what's happening on the streets now. We don't want any more police. Good idea. It's a Mashiach reality. In Yemais Mashiach, it says, Ashiva Bring back your Shaisim, the ones who tell you the rules, and your Yotzayach, and your advisors. Classically in history, you have a shaitet who tells you the rule, and a shaiter who's the policeman with the big stick who walks around saying, you'd better do this or else. You go to jail. Do not pass go, do not collect $200, go straight to jail. That's the shaiter. You better do this, bud, or else. So we'll always, that, that's the classical system. Um, everybody has to, everybody has to uh, keep the law. No, you can't set off illegal fireworks. That's the law. And the police are there to say, you'd better follow the law or else you get a fine. Everybody has to park on this side of the street. You, you know, everybody has to preserve the life of another person or else. The shiter does the or else. Hey, bud, you better do this or else. It's the policeman. In Yemaita Mashiach, the policeman is gone forever. He's replaced by a social worker. Yeah, yeah, he's replaced by a social worker. Someone who advises the people so so um, skillfully that when people hear the rules of society, he brings them to a point where they just intrinsically want to live according to those rules of society, and he has peace forever. This will be the reality in your life Mashiach. The policemen are eliminated from the landscape of Yemaisa Mashiach. So how? So here now we have had these mobs on the street saying we don't want policemen anymore. Oh, that's Mashiach. No more Shaitrim. They're Mashiach. And replace them with Yoatim. Instead, we'll have social workers. Very Mashiach. Unbelievable. Did they learn the Sikh of Shaitrim? Wow. <laughs> Great. We knew we were getting somewhere when we were teaching the Dvar Malchus every year. All the mobs learned the Dvar Malchus. Great. Except for one thing. They got the timing wrong. They got the right context. They literally, they must have learned the Dvar Malchus. Haha, you know, so to speak. But they got the timing wrong. The world doesn't quite seem yet ready for that reality of defund the police and just replace them with social workers. And we don't have to go into all the details of how we see that it might not work yet. You need another few transformations happening through microdating in the world for the world to be ready for that. This was Kairach. Kairach, so who really, who really made the riots in the streets of the United States? Kairach. 
So Kairuch did exactly this and is doing exactly this. He does the same thing every year. He didn't stop. He's, he's underneath the ground doing what? Fomenting those rebellions and at the same time saying, but he fomented that rebellion and the residual energy is still there. It's still here in the world. That rebellion that says, we want the reality of Mashiach before we're ready for it. You know, <laughs> the day after Pesach, take all the covering off the, the counters before you wash all the Pesach dishes and, and start eating bagels when you still have all your Pesach dishes around. A little premature. First, put everything away and then go and bring the bagels in the house the day after Pesach. Don't do it in the reverse order. That would cause a disaster. You don't, hey, great, everybody, I brought bagels and cream cheese and lots, great. You know, just move all these Pesach, this, this foil from the Pesach kitchen away and let's start eating bagels and the Pesach dishes are all over the place. Premature. Kairos is about being premature. Maybe he was born premature. It could be. Maybe that's what got him. Premature energy. I want Geula. I'm not willing to do the work to make the world into a vessel for Geula. I just want it now without any of the work. Bring in the bagels before I wash the Pesach dishes. I don't know. I can't deal with it. Bring in the social workers instead of the policemen uh, and demonstrate all over the streets that this is what we want. This is literally Kairach fomenting the rebellion on the street. You know, somebody says, who really funded all of this? these marches? It was George whatever. They're all Georges. You know, the George, George Foreman, George Floyd, George Washington, George Sars. They're all Georges, you know. Go, go figure that out. So who really was funding all of these riots? Kairach. He's funding it all. He's saying, let's just do the whole thing prematurely without making the vessels that we need to make it work properly. And since Maisha Rabbeinu stands for making vessels in the world to make Ula real and grounded and solid, of course Kairach wants Maisha Rabbeinu out of the way. Maisha Rabbeinu is going to demand some uh, accountability. Wait a minute. Hey guys, we need to make some vessels for this. We can't just throw away the policemen. You know, we need to, we need to do some changes in society first. Ah, you're being so fachnyak, says Kairach. Being fachnyak, just do it. Are you? Just bring in the bagels and create. This is Kairach. If he weren't coming from such a nasty place, we would laugh. But it's not funny. Funding all the rebellion. Now, at the same time, Kairach, by the way, is now deep within the earth, singing Maisha Emes to Tairasha Emes. So you could say that there's a residual energy of Kairach funding the riots in the streets and the fireworks and all that other stuff and all the scary stuff that they're predicting and funding all of the ads in the Jewish press from the Sachmut that we should all get up and move. Um, right? Run. Run for your life. So you could say Kairuch is, is, is behind all of that, but he's, he, now he's kind of bipolar because at the same time, he's also singing Maisha Emes to Tairasa Emes. So two things are happening simultaneously. We need to figure out which of his conversations, which of his songs to pay the most attention to. 
should we pay attention to is let's riot. Let's have Mashiach without being ready. Or should we pay attention to Maisha Emes to Tyrus Emes? I know which one I choose. Part of him says, Maisha Damon, ah, nonsense. There's no such thing. I could be Maisha Damon. And the other part of him says, in truth, Maisha Damon is unique. He's your leader. He's your Raya Nenna. He's your Raya Mahenna. He's your faithful shepherd. Trust him. He's not throwing you to the dogs, God forbid. He brought you to America. When the previous Rebbe came to America in 1940, and then the Rebbe came to America in 1941, and they encouraged all Chassidim, come. They didn't say, hey, let's all go to Eretz Israel. They said, come to America. And they built, and when the Rebbe said, that the Shechina will be, and the Beis Amirish will be revealed first here, in Beis Rebbe and then go to Eretz Yisrael. They didn't, they, it was not a joke, God forbid. They didn't bring us here. God forbid to then throw us to the dogs and say, well, sorry, miscalculated, call 911. God forbid, as the psychologists are wont to say. When the psychologists give bad advice with the kids who are off the derech and insist that you follow their bad advice, and then in the end, when people go to them and say, it didn't work, and it's a, a very serious situation, what to do now? They say, well, call 911. Huh. Good morning. Brilliant. I paid you that for that. So, so don't give me that advice. <laughs> so this is what's going on. So now in Chukas, in, so, so how does Kaira have the ability to lead us in the wrong direction so powerfully with, with vengeance, with, 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 with passion. How do you read such a scary article in the Jewish press that, that shakes you to the core? And even if you're not planning to get up and move, it, it, it removes your feeling of security and safety, which is not a super huge mitzvah to make Yidden feel unsafe. We felt unsafe enough throughout history that I don't see it as an extreme mitzvah. What's your, oh, what do you devote your life to? Making Jews feel unsafe. Mm, yeah, you might want to consider uh, switching uh, to a better profession. Well, why are you doing it? Oh, I need them in Israel. Uh, okay. <laughs> right, that's Kairos. Where does he get the ability to do that? Because he has a race. He has a race in his name. Kike, a reality that's very high, unknowable, un- unfathomable, unfathomable, but he has a resh together with those two letters. And the resh is, a, pa- is a, a letter that means poverty, rash. What kind of poverty? There are two kinds of poverty. There's a rash and a dal. They're both poor people. Excuse me, poor people. The difference between the rash and the dal is the rash is really poor. The dal is poor in a different way. The Reish and the Dalit, the, the, the Reish and the Dalit are the same letter, except for one thing. In the Dalit, there's a little dot up at the top behind it. And in the Reish, there's no, there's none. Changes everything. That dot in the Dalit that makes it a Dalit versus a Reish, it's a dot of bitter. Changes everything. 
Bittel to whom? Bittel to Meishurbenu and Bittel to Hashem. And full trust in Hashem and full trust in Raya Mehemna. He is here for me. I am here for him. We are going to do this together. He is protecting me. We will be safe. It will work. We have a vision. We have a goal. That dot takes me from a place of poverty. When I finish reading that Jewish Press article, I feel like a race. I'm shaking. They, p- they painted the future of America so scary, I want to go to sleep and take a nap for about six hours. It's, it was scary. It left me feeling like a race, just poor of any hope. That was the point. Good journalism. I was left feeling like a race. And it, and, and it made me angry, too. I don't want to feel that poor. I don't want to feel like a race. I don't want to be like one of Kairos people. But I have this reality that I can't understand. It's a chayt. It's beyond my understanding. I don't know what's flying. What's going on in the United States? What's going on in Israel? What's going on anywhere? When is Mashiach coming? It's a chayt. It's an unknowable piece of information. Nobody knows. Nobody. Except for God himself. And then you add the race to it. You turn me into a race. You write this article that has me shaking, feeling like a race with this emotional poverty of, oh my goodness, I'm terrified to live here, but I'm... You do that to me? Okay. Okay. So basic thing, I don't want to have the race added to my name, to my life, to my feelings. I don't want to read an article that makes me feel so emotionally poor and so frightened that I, I joined the ranks of Cairo. Like, yeah, like, come on, they read his message. It was once upon a time. Everything changes. Who knows? You know, fine, that's in the Sikha somewhere. There was a letter, and somebody had an answer from the Rebbe. They went to the Rebbe, and... And, and they said, could the Holocaust happen again? And the Rebbe said, yeah, tomorrow. So that's it. So that's our main Haira. And that's it. That's Kaira. All you have to do is scare me into, with adoration to my, 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 my life. This spiritual and emotional poverty. I'm terrified. And look at the streets. I'm terrified. And Kaira wants me on his team. So he writes in the Jewish press. And then, thank God, Maishur Benu comes along and says, wait, 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 don't worry, don't get scared. I'm just going to add this little dot to the race, and it will become a, dal- a Dalit. In fact, Dalit is the fourth month, Tammuz. And in the month of Tammuz, it is a spiritually poor month. There are no Yemen Taizen. Well, there's your base Tammuz. But before that, there were no Yemen Taizen. Before 1927, there weren't. There weren't. Any celebrations is a difficult month, the month of beginning the three weeks, a poor month. But it's a poor time that has bittle to Maishur Bain. It has bittle to Hashem. It's a, it has that dot of bittle. Changes everything. The poverty without Maishur Bainu and the poverty with Maishur Bainu, you are talking about two entirely different realities. Completely. One is, I have difficulty measuring. I know he knows what he's doing. I know he's here for me. The other one is, I don't have a measuring. I'm poor, and I'm alone. That's a race. And that's Cairo. And so once I'm poor and alone, I think that I, you know, I, I'm the leader. And when I have the doubt, I'm poor, but I'm not alone. 
Maestro Dane is with me. He's protecting me. He's, he's, he's pulling the strings. It's a totally different poverty. That's a good poverty because I'm poor enough to realize that I don't know everything. And Maishar Benu is going to tell me what Hashem is telling us. I am open to hearing Hashem's message. Totally different poverty. That happens in the, in the, in the fourth month. In this poor month. Gimel Dalim. Gimel Dalim. Gimel was the month of Sivan when we had Matantaira. Remember once upon a time, a few weeks ago before Matantaira, remember, remember how life was before Shavuos? Let's say Rosh Chaydesh Sivan, quiet, still. We never would have believed that there would be riots in the streets. Everybody was quiet at home. No one would have believed it. Maybe the ones who phoned, Kairos knew he was planning these, these things, but the rest of us didn't know. Remember that? And that rich month of Matan Kairos, it gives to the that third month. Gimel Dalit. It gives to this fourth month. Makes this poor month rich too. It's Gimel Tamuz, Yedbeis Tamuz. It transforms it into Chagah Ge'ula, into Chaydesh Ge'ula. And it makes us realize that we're safe. We're safe. So when we switch from Kairach to Chukas, the same height, the same, oh my goodness, there's something huge happening. What is it? We said that all through the weeks of quarantine. What's going on? A whole world shut down? What's this all about? The hike. Something, how could it be? Wow. Never before in history did Hashem do something so huge and lofty that he shut down the entire world in in, in such a powerful way, ever. This was once in history. You know, the sun stood still, so to speak. This was once in history. That's a fight. Nobody could really wrap their head around it. We knew what we were doing and what we had to do. But what is this, really? Everybody was theorizing. We were coming up with all Jewish and non-Jewish. Will have to, everybody's coming up with different explanations, and some very beautiful, some more cynical. It was a hike. Whoa, there's this reality that's higher than anybody can understand. So again, so Kairach comes along, he adds the race, this real spiritual poverty, and he makes it into a, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where are we going? Disaster, 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 disaster. Because he himself is spiritually and emotionally poor. So all he knows is disaster. He lives with disaster. He feeds off disaster. He feeds off fear and ugliness and, and gloom, doom, and, and dark. Black, black lives matter. Black, black energy. Black energy matters. Gloom, doom, right? Not the beauty of the people, but just the darkness of the energy. He sees off that. But then we come to Chukas. Chukas is the same hike. What is going on? And that's what we're in right now. But instead of having a reish added to it, we have a tush, a sauce. What is the sauce? You have chayk with a sauce. It shows on the end of a vayda, it it's the last of all the letters of the aleph space. It takes the whole aleph space, which is holy, and sums it all up. And it shows on the end of a vayda and all the three kavim as they are connected. 
which is thought, speech, and action. Taira Vaidig Nilus Chasadim. All of these three, um, because if you look at the, just look at the shape of the tuft, you have, well, just picture it, you know, one leg, two, one leg on this side, another leg on the other side, a roof to connect them. So when you're doing it, you start at the bottom, you take your pencil, you start at the bottom of the line, you go up, to the left, and down, right? So you don't even take the pencil off. And then you have these three, one leg, a roof, and another leg. A right leg, a roof, and another leg, all connected. Thought, speech, and action. And they're all connected. So what you think, you then say, and then you then do. Very different from the hay, which maybe we'll be able to say in a minute. Thought, you think it, you, and then you automatically say it, and then you automatically do it. Right? You know there are times we think, I should have stopped before I said that, or I should have stopped before I did that. Just because I was thinking it wasn't such a good thing to say, or just because I was saying it, it wasn't such a good thing to do. The hay, by the way, represents that reality, denotes that re- reality in which you have a thought, the right leg, the root is speech, and then there's a little interruption. Stop before you put it into action. Stop and think before you actually do it. Think it, even say it, as one flow. And then in the hay, there's a little space before you have the next leg. Before you do it, stop. Consider carefully according to truth and Tyrus Ennis whether you should do it. That's the hay. And the hay is the basis of Eilin Hazem. In life, that's the way to have an effective life in this world, which is on the way to Geula. Not a simple world. It's, not a, it's, a, it's a quite complex world. But in this world, on the way to Geula, that's the way you have, have it. Think, speak, and then stop for a second before you go ahead and do it. Great. With the chet, it's think, speak, do. And then afterwards, oh, my goodness, what did I do? I can't believe I did that. We all... <laughs> You know, right? That's what's going on on the streets. I think they're saying, we feel that we don't have enough. We were slaves for 400 years. Good. And I'm thinking about it. And then I'm putting it into action. So I'm going to go out on the street and make trouble. Stop first and think, wait, is this good for you or not good for you? Is this good for the world or not for you? We'll just get everybody out of slavery or, you know, I don't like the statue of all the leaders. Okay. I think it, I say it, I rip it down. Stop before you do it. What are you accomplishing? No time to think. That's the chet. That's the chet. Pesach time, we deal with that chet. Pesach time, we deal with the chamit from the chet instead of the matzah with the hay. Right? We all know that from Pesach. The difference between chamit and matzah is the hay is a balanced way to live in this world. Matzah and chamit is an unbalanced way to live, and we work very hard to get rid of that chet. It's just not a good way to live. And once a year, I don't have to tell you what we went, what we go through for Pesach. That's what we do once a year.
Sorry. So to return to our issue, why we spend so much time doing Pesach, preparing for Pesach, et cetera, is because this nasty little ches uh, really can drag us down. You know, it says about, about the ches that sin is always crouching at the bottom underneath from below to kind of get to us. You know, that's kind of a harsh way of saying it. But there's always an energy that's trying to drag us down into not our greatest, let's just call it not our greatest potential. And the underneath, the opening of the chet at the bottom is the place where it can come in and kind of confuse us. Like now, you read the Jewish press and you get really confused. And you're really not sure anymore. You don't feel stable. You don't feel safe. You don't feel good. You don't have a lot of chayas to go forward in your shlichus. You're not sure what your shlichus is anymore. One little, one little article, and it can do that much. It really instills people with fear and confusion and all of that. So now... That's why we have Pesach. Because Pesach turns the ches, chomif, with a ches, into matzah, with a hay, same letters like mem tzadik. Both chomif and matzah have a mem and a tzadik, matz or tzam or whatever. I haven't seen it in a while. But the chomif has a ches, so you're kind of stuck. You know, these negative forces are trying to get you and, and they're going to creep up from underneath. But in matzah, there's a little space there between the roof. You know, there's a roof on the letter. There's a roof and a right leg. And to the left leg, there's a little space there where all the, where all the uh, negative uh, possibilities can fly out the window. You know, they come up and they kind of infect you. And then there's a little space, a little opening for them to fly right out the window. And phew, you're done with them. And you're back to being feeling strong and grounded. That's why we eat masa. And that's why we spend so much time preparing for Pesach. And that's probably why. Wow. Now that I'm thinking of it. It's been at least 10 years that um, maybe Pesach was feeling a little bit jealous because maybe 20 years. You know, people got used to, you know, so it's a vacation and you go to a hotel and this and that. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people didn't really know how to make Pesach anymore. Maybe 20 years already. And this year was a very special Pesach. Everybody had to stay home. Nobody went to a hotel. Nobody went here. Nobody, nobody went anywhere. Nobody went to their villa in Florida. Nobody. And everybody stayed home and made a simple Pesach, figured out how to make Pesach. The whole world was making Pesach together. People were, wow, they didn't even know. They never made Pesach in their life. Very interesting. In the midst of this whole quarantine, before all of the confusion would happen in the world right after Shavuot, the, when we'll stand back and see the whole picture of why, why everybody had to be home making Pesach alone, a simple Pesach, figuring it out from scratch as if it was just created, all of that, everybody had to jump into that hay, hay energy from the ches energy in the most powerful way. People weren't vacationing. People were living in the matzah. People were literally living the matzah, the basic food at home and the basic matzah. This is a Pesach, this is not a luxury Pesach for anybody. No hotels, no, no, you know, on the beach, sipping a little wine and eating a little piece of matzo with, you know, your deluxe barbecue, which there's a place for it. This year it didn't happen. It's plain flat matzo. It's a simple Pesach for everybody. There's a reason why the Yidden, Jewish people all over the world, had to go through that this year before the world would go into chaos. While it was still quiet and unplugged, before the world was going to chaos, interesting that we had to go through that. 
We had to go from chest to hay in the most powerful way. So, again, in all of these letters, though, when you're going back to chukas, so look at the top of, of chukas. It's like a chest. Definitely look not like a hay. We're, we just finished saying the chest is a, kind of a messy letter. It's not our best friend letter. It's kind of a problematic letter because it's, it, it's like, again, we said, you think, you say, you do, you don't even think. You, you don't even stop. You, you, and, and all the negativity is under there just saying, just do it. Just think it. Just waiting to get you. And there's no escape. You know, in the hay, there's a, there's an escape. In the chest, there's no escape from all of the negativity and the, the chaos. That's what they're saying in the Jewish press. I'm sorry for the Jewish press. They're not bad people. They're good people. They're saying in this article, if you wait any longer in America, soon there will be no escape, just like there was in Germany. Rachmaninson, God forbid. Don't wait any longer. Come to us, nefesh benefesh. Soon there will be no escape. Like the chest. They're saying you're living in a chest and you're not, you're not facing it. You're not living in a hay. Soon there will be no escape, God forbid. No way out. The chaos will come in from underneath, from the streets, and there will be no way to escape. So get out of here right away, get to Israel, and you'll be safe, and all that other stuff. Right? But we spent all this time, everybody's continually doing a simple Pesach, going from Kesh to hay, where there's an escape valve. Even when you're in the midst of the chaos on the streets, there's an escape. There's an escape valve. You're safe. You're never trapped. Meshur Benu's here. Meshur Benu's the Raya Neman of, he is the one. How much of the Rebbeim were Meshur Nefesh for Matzah in, 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 in Stalinist times to make sure that Yidin had, had Matzah? And how much of the Rebbe is, is Mahmir to make sure that Yidin have Matzah on Pesach, Shmura Matzah on Pesach, but they live in the hay. When we live in the hay, we, living in the chef means it's going to get to a point in the United States where there will be no escape and the doors will be closed and you will be like 1941, God forbid, 1939, God forbid, God forbid. Meisher Benu says, wait a minute, Pesach, me, Meisher Benu, it's all one package. We live in the hay, we live in Matzah, we don't live in Hamid. Don't live in this reality, there's no escape. We have Hashem. We're born on Pesach into a whole new reality. Don't live in fear. So in the midst of all of this, and again, us wondering, wow, so why so much were we sent to live in the hay in these weeks of quarantine before the chaos? So let's look at the top. Chukas is, this week's Parsha, Chukas has this top at the end. So we said it's a chas. Uh-oh, we hate the chas. We don't like the chas. But... The ches has a little dot, that has a little foot. The difference between a ches and a tuff is that the, the tuff is a ches with a little foot at the bottom. That changes everything. It's the bittle that puts the whole thing together. Same thing. It's the bittle to Hashem and the bittle to Meisher Benu that puts everything in perspective. So that means the tough is the end of the Avaidin all Kavim 
as they're connected, like the test, the tuff that's connected, and there's no the ancient muckamly nemstadim. There's there's no place to get in in the tuff for anything else to get in. So it is a place of the the tuff is tyra, that's one leg, avida, that's the root, and gmilis chasadim, as it says in Pirkei Avos. And not only that, the chas, the tuff is, one leg is machshava, think, how you think, the root is yibur, how you speak, and then the left leg is maise, what you do. It says in Tanya. And even though there should be an interruption, as we said, like in the hay, between what you think, what you, what you think and know, and then what you do, stop before you do it. As we see in the hay, but through the, through the seum and the shlemish of avida, when we've completed our avida in in holiness, which that's what we see. The tuss is a ches when we've come to the end of our avida. We've done it all right and job well done. You're thinking, you're speaking, you're acting, but you have that bittle to Meishur and to Hashem that changes the whole thing. You said what you needed to, you thought what you needed to think, you said what you needed to say, you did what you needed to say, and it all is brought as a holy sacrifice, a good sacrifice, to Hashem by Meishur And you're learning tyrant. Remember that the tough is the end of the whole outer space. You're living in a space where the whole Aleph base, the, all the letters of Kedusha through which the world is created, they come to a summation. So again, um, these are very choppy sentences. This is a very interesting class because we have to keep stopping, so it just gets chopped and chopped. Um, but what we're saying is this tough is really the solution to everything. It's the chet. It's that scary chet that we uh, spent all of Pesach getting rid of. But it has the dot of bittel at the end, which changes everything. And um, and at the same time, it's the end of all of the olive face. So as it's the end of the whole thing. You think, you speak, you do. But you know for whom you're doing it, with whom you're doing it. Hashem is the commander-in-chief. There's a sense of intense safety. You're living in the letters of Kedusha. I always do this experiment. I show people, I ask them a question, do you believe that God creates the world in every single second? And often people will say, let's say if they're not especially Torah students, they'll say, well, you know, I don't want to insult you, but... And they say, no, no, no. And I, let's say, give them ABC to look at. And they say, you know, I don't know. Does God create the world in every second? I don't know. And then I put a letter, a page of holy letters in front of them, and I ask them the same question. And they always have a different answer. They say, well, maybe he does, or I don't know, I'm confused. Because when your eyes fall on the holy letters of the Aleph faith, it will create a totally different feeling in you. So when we come to the tough, the end, when you're living, you're living in the, the holy letters, in that reality, not in the reality of the world. You're reading the Sikhs and Maimara. You're not reading the newspaper. The newspaper is going to scare you 
out of your way. It's designed to do that. And and the holy letters are going to make you feel solid, secure, grounded, safe, etc. And they're truth. So the tough is bittle to the holy letters. It's not bittle. The chef is like bittle to the newspaper. Whatever they say, that must be true. Come on, face reality. Ever hear people say that? Come on, face reality. I read it in the papers. That's the chef. The tough. All it has is one little piece there, one little foot. That foot, and it's extended foot. That little foot. It's not a dot like in the dalit. It's actually a little foot. It's a it's a piece of bittel that even extends itself. It it really it 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 it, it seeps into your life in a strong way. It it gives you enough strength to expand that bittel to Hashem, even when you feel like you're lost. You know you're in a crazy world that the the chaos is overtaking the world. That little piece, that little foot on the tuft changes everything. And it's not a little dot. This time, it's not enough to have a little dot. When we're living, when we're looking at the newspapers and the chaos of the world, a dot is not enough. You need a, a dot that just keeps on, you need a big dot of bittle to Hashem and bittle to my Shurvain. It, it's going to take some, it's, it's going to take something to unscare you, to unscare up. And so, as it says, at the end of the Avaida in Kedusha, which is emphasized, the letter Taf means you've come to the completion of, the, the, of, of serving God in, in holiness. You're at the completion of it. It's the end of the Aleph And then what happens? Then you have the union of thought, speech, and deed. Now you don't have to stop before you act. If you are a soldier of Meishur Benu, you don't have to stop and think. If I'm working on my own, I don't know. I was thinking this and I was saying it, but I'm not, you know, stop before I act because I might really mess up. If I'm a soldier of Meishur Benu, he's going to keep me very focused. Then I don't have to stop. The only way I can, I don't have to live it. I, there's, a, there's even life beyond the hay. What's better than hay? Masa. Masa is hay. So why are we not eating matzah now? We only ate matzah for a week. And then the Shabbos, we had to eat hummus. What's higher than the hay? Matzah is hay. Just whatever Meishu Benu tells you to do, you do. You know, have bittle. Whatever Hashem tells you to do, you do. Just be a soldier. Matzah. Black. I have no desire. I have no will. I have no thoughts. I have no this. It's something better than that. Really? What's better than that? The tough of chukas. That's, I th- that's three lines, all connected. I think, I speak, I do. And then at the bottom, this foot of bittle. So I'm thinking, I'm speaking, I'm doing. And, and I don't even have to stop before I do it. And in a way, it's reasons of Kedusha, very quick. Like, as it says, Parach Mata Aaron, the Yudmol Shkaden, the reasons of the Shkaden. When Rizus of Kedusha means this, this piece at the bottom, this little foot on the top, what is it about? Not only Bittle, it shows on quickness. You know, it just, it puts the whole thing together. I think, I speak, I do, and it goes fast. Like the world now. 
The world is changing so quickly, you can't keep up with it. It goes really fast. It's this amazing energy, this little foot, the bottom of the cup. It's this amazing energy that just moves. I think I speak a do. I think I speak a do. I think I speak a do. Do what? In Kedusha. Because I'm Meisherdain's foot soldier. He keeps me on my toes. Fast. Moving fast. Things are changing. But I'm on target. He's on target. And we're on target. We're on target with Hashem. And that's what was questioned by, by, by Kaira. And that's when Maishra Benu said, you know, Kaira said, ah, Maishra Benu, ah, come on. Come on. What do you need him for? You can have me. I can do the same job. Doesn't require, okay, I'll do it. I'll study a few more things and I'll be as good as Maishra Benu. And that's why Maishra Benu you know, said what he said about take your sticks and put them in the in the Ayomaye. And what happened then? In a way of quickness, Jesus of Kedusha. That's, the answer, that's, that's what that little foot at the bottom of the cup means. Jesus of Kedusha just goes one, two, three, very fast, overnight. A whole natural growth. All of nature grew naturally with fruits at the end. Almond. But it went fast. You're going from Gullus to Gula. One, two, three. Things are changing. Things are changing so fast you don't know what to think. The Bashkin's in prison for eight years. All of a sudden, boom, he's out. I remember that. Excuse me. I remember that day. I was, I was, I was working with someone, and we didn't know anything. I wasn't on the computer. Come upstairs. I go on my computer and says, "Rabashkin is free." He's like, "What? What's going on? Is this, is this an article? Is this a poem? Is this?" Breaking news, breaking news. Today, you know, breaking news, it could be anything. <clears throat> it goes quick. But when you when things move quickly, when things are moving, when you're on the roller coaster, and you're moving quickly, you don't want to be on a roller coaster. It's a scary place. You want to be on Meisher Venus roller coaster. It's a safe place. He moves quick. He moves very fast, but he keeps you safe. Kairos roller coaster will never keep you safe. The Jewish press articles, which, you know, were doomed and gloomed. Everybody moved to Israel. It'll, everything will be fine. We'll all live happily ever after. I wish. I wish. It's a good thing. You should live in Israel. It's a good thing doesn't seem quite like it's going to do the job. It's a piece of the job. It's good. It's good. If those Yidin are meant to live in Eretz Yisrael, fine. But all of America just getting up and moving to Israel, we asked Meisher Benu, and what do you say? And Meisher Benu says, some Yidin need to live. Everybody needs to live where their shluchus is. And everybody, we, yes, we moved to Eretz Yisrael, but right now, not in three months. This second, we have to have Israel right here, right now. We have to be in Israel. You're right, a million percent. Jews should not be in America. They should be in Israel. When? Right now. How about tomorrow? No, 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 no. Too late. Now. Make Eretz Yisrael here. Now. Fast. Move fast. You have to make Eretz Yisrael right here, right now. You have to be in Israel right now. Leave America right now. Right now. And go to Israel. Right now. Not in three months. Not after you get your apartment is ready. Now. 
that's Meisher Bain, he moves fast. That's the tough. And he keeps you in pure Kedusha. And since the tuck shows on the shlemus of the vayder, then yesh v'zed gam ha'mayda shal yidei avodas atshuva. That it has the mila that when we do tshuva, when we get close to Hashem, remember. And where do you have tshuva? Because the ches and the tuck at the bottom they have this opening that where the messy stuff gets in. You know, all the uh, negative thoughts come in, and those are the ones you want to. It gives you the ability to have from the bottom of the tuff and the chest some reason to do tshuva. You know, well, I need to clean up my act from the bottom. This is all done by the nekuda at the bottom, this thought at the bottom, This is a nekuda at the bottom of the tuff that's higher than any limitations. This is not just, this is a nekuda from the world of Geula. This energy at the bottom of the cup from Chukas is an energy that is not from this world. This is not. This is a, from the world of Geula. It's an otherworldly energy. Just that little foot at the bottom of the cup. That's the bitle that's brought into every single thing we do. So that means, so to sum it all up, when we live in Chukas, which we're in right now in these moments, we look at the world but we look at the world with Maishar Benu. We say, Maishar Benu, can I look at the world the way you do? And Maishar Benu says, sure. I mean, I'm, that's all, I'm here only for you. Let's look at the world together. What do we do when we learn a minor? Maishar Benu says, let's look at the world from the point of Kedusha. Let's, ex- let's go into this mimer or this Sikha, but especially the mimer. And let's explore realities that no one has ever explored before together. And we're going to see a view of the world that's very different from what the newspaper shows you. Let's do it together. This is not just my journey. This is your journey. I, Meisher Bain, cannot do this alone. I need all of you with me. You need me. I need you. Hashem needs us. We need Hashem. We do this together. So that's Peace at the bottom, when we're going into the holy letters, into the Maimarim, etc., the top, the end of all the Alephates, the, you could say the Maimarim are the Shlemus, the completion of all the Alephates. All the Alephates was created so that we could learn these holy Maimarim. You know, anybody who became, when they became from, any Balchavu who became from, that knew how to read Hebrew, that knew the Alephates, came with a distinct advantage. Unless other people caught up quickly and, and, and did it. Because when you come and you know the Hebrew letters, you know how to read, you know Hebrew, you know how to read it, you, you just take Meisher Baby's hand and you go into that journey with him together. And it's a, a journey that, wow, I don't know how anybody could live without that journey on a daily basis. It's beyond incredibly delicious and beyond life-saving. That's the tough. That incredible journey. All of the Aleph that you learned in Hebrew school all your life was so that you could take that journey with Maishu Benu together. The shlamus of the whole Aleph the tough. And the little foot at the bottom is that otherworldly energy that transforms your life and transforms the way you're able to see what the newspapers are saying and what you're seeing on the streets. 
they give you different glasses. That little piece at the bottom. It's a piece, it's a foot. There's a letter that's above any limitation. Above what they call the reality of the world. The world is not reality. The newspapers are not reality. The streets are not reality. The fake, Trump told us, fake news. The world, what you're, they're going to tell you about the world is fake news. Anything that you hear from the media is going to be fake news. He can't quite say it because he's ace, but he's not there yet. But virtually he's trying to say, and we need to get him more in, in, in line. The only thing you can trust is Tyra. Trust the letters of the Alice face. Don't trust the English letters. It's fake news. Trust the Alice face culminating with the tusk. Tough is Tyra. Tough Tyra. It's its little foot at the bottom with, uh, with beyond worldly energy. But is the truth, the ultimate truth, that's in a way of hike, that's so high, it's hard to understand it, it's hard to relate to it. All you can do is jump into the journey and learn those Maimaram, and learn those Sikhs, and learn that Tyra, and learn those Midrashim, and learn those Mishnas, and learn those, etc., learn all of that, and learn those Mepharshim, jump into that world, and you'll taste, you'll feel the truth. And then you'll look at the world and the news and you say, ah, fake news, like eating junk food. <laughs> Not for me, I mean for anybody. I want real truth. Truth with a tough, right? Two tired truth with a tough. So that the hike, the unexplicable stuff that's going on, becomes, turns into a picture of Geula. That turns me from a soldier into a leader. Into an Aaron Into a lamplighter. Into someone who brings light to the whole world. As a plain Jew. Plain Aleph Beis, simple Jew. Who knows how to read Aleph Beis, Beis, simple, all the way to top. Plain Jew. And light up the world with his plain letters. And, and, and undo it. And, 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 and fight single-handedly. All the fake news. So that we'll open our eyes immediately and find that these streets are paved with gold. Especially here in New York. The very streets that the Fidic Rebbe walked with his holy feet on these streets will pick up the sidewalks and see that they're paved with gold, with Kedusha. Kedusha doesn't leave its place. And we'll go from here to the base of Midrash Shlishi, and it should be immediately now. Oh.